Hello and welcome to the Children's and Books podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about books and translations and we have our first guest in the podcast. Yeah, and I'm very happy to invite Janie Verney from England or from Wales, where you are from. From Wales. I'm living in Wales. I was born in England, lived in Wales for some time now. So I'm on the west coast of the UK, like Rachel. Hi, Janie, and welcome to the podcast. So you have the honor to translate some of Lubina's books, I think. Indeed, I do. I'm absolutely thrilled to be asked. I love Lubina's stories, and she had shown me some once or twice in the past. And then I was thrilled to be asked to translate, and I'm having such fun with the stories. She sends me them in German and in a computer-generated chunky English, which is very amusing. And gradually, <laughs> <laughs> gradually why, why does that bit sound wrong? Oh, yeah, I see. And it's sort of it's a very playful process to gradually bring it into, I hope, uh, a more English English. And I love the story, so thank you so much for asking me. For me, it's a it's a new step with this help of the computer programs, which are making a kind of translation and to have some base for it. Oh, indeed. I think I would have been too daunted if you'd said just, "Will you translate?" But having this starting point. And then it's it's fascinating. It's it's as I said, it's a playful process, which makes me think of the the clowning training where we met, which you mentioned in your first podcast. This this being still and present, yet having this playfulness of what's going to happen. And I feel like that with the stories, as gradually some words are obvious, some phrases are obvious, and then I read it again and think, why does that sentence not sound right? Oh, <laughs> and it'll be something like the word order or. It makes me think a lot about the differences between the German and the English, and what does it make? What makes a sentence sound really English, or what mm. brings these characters to life? These lovely different characters. Mm. Sometimes I look at the English. Sometimes I have to look at the German and think, well, what word did Lubina actually use? And it needs to get that quality. So I'm really enjoying playing with it. Thank you. Yes, because I think there's a real art to translation, isn't there? Because it's not just about translating words, it's about an interpretation as well. Yes, but the other writing I do is writing poetry, which is very a very particular process of getting mm. the exact word you want. So maybe that helps. And someone who's been my mentor doing that has done some poetry translation. I've seen some poems, quite well-known ones that he's translated, but they come out different because he really spends time on getting the right feeling. And that has been an inspiration as well. But the most difficult thing actually is knowing when to stop because I read them, oh no, I've got to change that bit's not right. And just, okay, you've actually got to stop and send it to Lubina and Branco now. Because mm, mm. <laughs> one can always play with it a little bit more. And they, oh, should I change? Occasionally I've tried a sentence out on my partner. And he enjoys playing between, we live in Wales and he's been studying Welsh. So um, looking at languages is in our life at the moment. So it's really timely somehow to be playing with language and he'll make a comment if I need someone else. Well, the interesting listen. is when you when you work with languages, because me and my husband, we do it too, with, with two, mm. three Slavic languages, uh, you, you are never boring. The life is always mm. interesting because you always can think about a word or a phrase or an idiom. Yes, and how, how it gets a different color in each language. Yeah. I'll never forget a little anecdote about that. When, uh, a while ago, I, 
I haven't continued it, but there was a point in my life where I was studying Spanish and I had this wonderful dictionary which gave sayings, um, things like, um, in English, we have when the cat's away, the mice will play. Now, in Spanish, it was cuando el gato va a sus devociones, vayan los ratones. And that means when the mice go to, go to mass, go to their <laughs> devotions, the cat will dance. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so different. <laughs> I love the different colors of the languages. Um, I was interested in uh, how many languages are you are you um, speaking? You you said you learned. Um... Well, I I learned a lot. I learned a lot of German when I was younger and spent some time. I have a, apparently I have a terrible southern accent because we lived in Switzerland for for a while because of our work. So I can do a sort of Switzerdeutsch, which isn't really high German <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, I, I did a little French at school. It was one time where I learned some Spanish. I didn't get very far, but enough that I know a bit. And then we moved to Wales um, in the early 2000s and both started learning Welsh, which I've actually stopped going to classes for, but my partner's really studying it. So we, we talk a lot about different languages. The only trouble is, as you get older, you don't remember them as well. <laughs> and they get muddled up in my head. So if I try to say something in German or Welsh, I usually get a bit of the other language coming in too. I think our brains only have one box marked language. <laughs> Sometimes more than one comes out. But it must have been a big thing for you too, Lubina. Um, was it a big thing to change the stories from the original Zorb into German? That's already one step you made. Yeah, it is, it, and it changed the stories because the German mm. is much more full of structure. Or you, mm. in German, you better see where you have logic mistakes in the story, and in the Sorbian, it is a, it is a river of emotions, a bit more. How interesting! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it is good to combine both. Mm. I think I, when I read them in German, I start going straight. From the German, and 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 then I thought, oh no, actually, it's too it's too logical, if you like. It's too sort of, it's sort of stiff, going straight from one language to the other. And gradually, I remember what the English flow is. Or it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Or when we had the recordings of the German and the Sorbian, we had, and uh, the woman who made it, Gabriele uh, Schmeider, said. Oh, when I do it on the Sorbian, it's her mother language too. Then it had got a little, little shrinkle like the stars and so. Mm. Oh. So, um, Janie, um, Labina was saying that you have visited, um, the area in where she grew up in, in I the GDR. I a long time ago because my partner and I had studied German and we were, we had been, oh, several layers of story here. But um, when it was such a big thing when the wall came down and because we both had we had been to Berlin when it was divided as tourists for a holiday. And when the wall came down, we thought, oh, we must go to to see East Germany. And we went together and we, we flew actually to West Germany and hired a, um, a West German car and drove around what had been East Germany that first summer it was open. But before that, my partner had been on a. Um, on a group holiday to East Germany, you know, behind the Iron Curtain. Wow. And it had included visit, visiting, had he visited Bautzen? Oh, we'd heard about Bautzen. It sounded such an interesting place and with different different strand of ethnicity people living there and the whole thing about the water and 
So he said, oh, we must go there. And we went. It was one of the places we, you know, we only had a, a day or two. We did a tour around. So when I actually met Lubina, and she couldn't <laughs> believe I knew what a Zorb was for a start. <laughs> yes. What is a Zorb person? And, and it was lovely to find we had this connection. But I, I only spent, you know, a couple of nights there on a, on a, on a drive in whenever that was, 1989, summer 1989 or 1990, which day when did the wall come down? Wow, so it was just after so the wall came down. It would have been summer down. 1990, yeah. Mm. We wanted to go before it changed too much mm. and, and drive so I around. Was, I was 14 then. Maybe we met and we didn't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we did, walking down the street. Or, and, yeah. and tell me about the water. What's, what's special about the water? Oh, Lubina can tell you more than me about Bautzmann. Yeah, there are a lot. Because the name uh, Lusatia is on Sorbian Wujica. Wujica means a place where you have got a lot of puddles. <laughs> I, <laughs> because when you are a big person, a very huge person, you see it from the from the sky and you see, oh, there are a lot of puddles and between are some villages. <laughs> That's why it's called Wujica. Yeah. Ah. Um, also, they, there came a, a thought to my mind. Um, what do you think, Janie? Is it important for kids and children to um, learn multiple languages? Or is it, is it all right if they just uh, learn one language? What do you think? Is, is, are languages important for the development that's a it's a great question and one i think that is much debated around the place i don't have children myself so i can't speak as a mother only as a devoted auntie um <laughs> of course around here there are lots of people doing welsh and english um yeah. i i think uh i think it's wonderful to for children to develop more and develop the brain and develop more language it doesn't work for okay. everybody some people find it too much to I have to work with two, but I I think on the whole, it um it's more communication, isn't it, and more mm. waking people's brains up mm -hmm. in different ways. I can't see how it can be, uh, how it can detract. Really, I think it's great for children to learn more languages and communicate with more people. The blanket rule won't work for every child, of course. I feel um, it that every language I talk is like a color. So when you have more mm. languages, you look with different colors to the world. Yeah, mm. beautifully explained. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. really true. That's a lovely way yeah. to look at it. I'm terrible. I don't speak other languages. I mean, my my children do speak. Um, my One of my daughters is studying Spanish at the moment, and she speaks pretty much fluent Spanish and French. And my other daughter wow. speaks French and Italian. I did. I grew up with a lot of music, a musical family, and I think doing languages kind of spread out of that. It was, it was what I was good at at school was music and languages. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice when you have got the the audio books. You you combine mm. it with music. Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you play any instruments, Lubina? Oh yes, I do. As a child, I had for years to play the flute from wood ah. the one in different big one oh yeah and, yeah and when branco was born i started to play guitar oh, i lovely. play the classical guitar and oh, wow i think when the lockdown came i brought uh, a ukulele a little guitar she is very uh, funny yeah. 
So <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think um, music or, or instruments are also a sort of language in, in, in like different languages, different ways to express yourself? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> And one point is going through my head to Jeannie. Animals, mm -hmm. huh? What is your relationship to animals? I need to ask it because the first oh. stories are with animals. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh well, I love. I don't have any actual animals around me. We did have a cat for a long time, but we don't anymore. I grew up with dogs and cats, and and out here, you know, there are sheep in the fields and friends who have horses, and I see a lot of <laughs> animals around the place. I'm not actually responsible for any at this point in my life, <laughs> but I do love them. I have a soft spot for, for soft toy animals as well. <laughs> I've got several of those from different characters. Yes, I definitely yeah. love animals. Yeah. And which is your favorite in the stories here? Who do you like? Oh, that's difficult. I don't know. I haven't thought of a favorite really. I like just like all the all the different characters as they come along. And as their characters build, as you read more stories, you get more characteristics of them. I tell you who made me laugh. I thought Cantaruso was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cantaruso you will hear and read in the second book, part two. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've known people like Cantaruso, so full of themselves. You can just imagine the very dramatic. It really made me laugh. <laughs> Today I will do a special outro. Janie, we call <laughs> when we say goodbye in my mother language. Mm. We say "me sorenye." Me <laughs> sorenye. Me sorenye. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so to everybody who is listening to us, me sorenye. Gorgi me. Me sorenye. Me sorenye. Me sorenye. So nice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I feel so pleased to hear it. 